In the Age of Ancients, the world was unformed and shrouded by fog. A land of gray crags, arch trees, and everlasting dragons. Then from the dark they came, and found the souls of lords within the flame. Seath the scaleless betrayed his own, and the dragons were no more. Thus began the Age of Fire. But soon the flames will fade, and only dark will remain. This has been a vicious cycle portrayed throughout the Dark Souls series, revolving around the linking of the flame, in order to keep Lord Gwyn's Age of Fire alive. What do we know of the beginning of the world in the Dark Souls universe? We don't really know too much. Sure, we know a little about the Age of Ancients, but does that necessarily mean the beginning of the world? The only thing we have reference to of the beginning is the primordial serpents. Primordial meaning existing at or from the beginning of time. We know a Frampt, friend to Lord Gwyn, who encouraged the linking of the fire. And then there is Koth, who advertised against linking it. These are the only two primordial serpents we know by name. But if we choose the dark ending in Dark Souls 1, we can see that there are in fact more than just two primordial serpents. Though I would assume just Frampt and Koth to be the leaders of their ideological affiliations. Good, bad, light, dark, life, death. Either one could represent each of these things depending on whose side you take. So by the look of things, time has gone or intended to go as follows. The Age of Ancients, the Age of Fire, and then the Age of Dark. But then what? A perpetual world of nothingness? No, I don't believe that to be the case. In fact, we can get a glimpse of the Age of Dark if we procure a certain set of eyes for the Firekeeper, which we can find in the Untended Graves. These eyes of a Firekeeper read a pair of dark eyes, said to be the eyes of the first Firekeeper, and the light that was lost by all Firekeepers to come. It reveals to the sightless Firekeepers things they should never see. This will again spark more debate on the very nature of the untended graves. Whether it shows us the past, future, or a parallel dimension. Upon learning these eyes we find belonged to the very first Firekeeper, certainly will make us think of the past. Though, as we will hear more shortly, the dialogue we get from them speaks of the Age of Dark, which should be next in our timeline. So then we think future. Or for whatever reason, the eyes from the past have seen the future. Or perhaps they were around long enough to see the Age of Dark in a prior cycle. 
few pieces of dialogue we get from the firekeeper after giving her the eyes. She first says, These will reveal, through a sliver of light, frightful images of betrayal. A world without fire. Ashen one, is this truly thy wish? A world without fire would be considered the Age of Dark, which I've already mentioned the eyes bring vision of. But now we are shown how to accomplish this, by not linking the flame. Which would seem like the obvious effect either way. It is also considered to be a betrayal to not link the flame. But a betrayal of whom or what? This world? Its people? It is easy to connect light with good and dark with bad. But again, these things all rely on your affiliation with them. The Age of Dark isn't necessarily a bad or evil thing. And continuing to link the flame isn't necessarily a good thing. These things are both good and bad, righteous and evil, depending on which side of things you stand on. But like I said, without a complete understanding of events and their consequences, it is very easy to just assume light stands for good. In most other things, it typically does. So I think it has just been burned into the minds of so many people who inhabit this land that linking the fire is a good thing, whether or not they know it could be potentially deterring the flow of time. That is why I think it's referenced as a betrayal. For further proof that letting the flame die out by not linking it is betrayal, here is another piece of dialogue from the Firekeeper. Of course, I serve thee and will do as thou bidst. This will be our private affair. No one else may know of this. Stay thy path, find lords to link the fire, and I will blindly tend to the flame. Until the day of thy grand betrayal. And the next piece of dialogue we get from her after deciding on a world without fire is... Ashen One, forgive me if this soundeth strange. The eyes show a world without fire. A vast stretch of darkness. But tis different to what is seen when stripped of vision. In the far distance, I sense the presence of tiny flames. Like precious embers, left to us by past lords, linkers of the fire. Could this be what draws me to the strangely enticing darkness? This was a pretty big selling point for me. So when the Age of Fire dissipates into the Age of Dark, in the future at some point, the presence of tiny flames appear. 
flames left to us by past lords of cinder. It sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? The sudden appearance of a flame in the dark, left by past lords. What is it Gwen and the others found in their fire? Souls of lords. The emphasis on lords being multiple. Before, we never really got to know what a soul of lords was. Sure, we could read the description of Gwyn's lord soul, but he claimed that for his own, and it became his. So that really only gives us information about Gwyn. But at the end of Dark Souls 3, we finally get our hands on a soul of lords. So let's read its description. Since Lord Gwyn, the first lord of Cinder, many exalted lords have linked the first flame. And it is their very souls that have manifested themselves as a defender of the flame. So we learn that the soul of lords is basically just a combined soul of some of the people who have linked the flame. So what is different about this soul of lords than the souls Gwyn, Nido, the Witch of Isolith, and the Furtive Pygmy found? I, for one, don't think there is anything different. Besides us not fighting three more souls of cinder, which would give us a total of four souls of lords, like the amount found in the first flame. So the souls of lords are just souls combined from people who have perpetuated the Age of Fire. Upon ending the game by summoning the Firekeeper to let the flame finally die out, she speaks to us one final time. The first flame quickly fades. Darkness will shortly settle. But one day, tiny flames will dance across the darkness, like embers linked by Lord's past. This is just something that helps point towards the idea that all these cycles are on a continuous loop. The flame will die out, and the Age of Dark will begin. But eventually, the tiny flame will reappear. And in it again are the souls of lords, from this past age to be found. When we fight the soul of Cinder, we can physically see a world that is on the brink of collapse. Everything looks to be being sucked into itself, like the world wishes to be reset. Like the world will eventually become unformed once again. Perhaps unformed and shrouded by fog. It is hard to say how long into an age of dark would it become an age of ancients again. And furthermore, how long after that until the Age of Fire? 
One thing I do know is that the Age of Fire begins when the ancient dragons are no more. Because the cinematic itself said that the dragons were no more. And thus began the Age of Fire. Giving us the indicator that the prerequisite of an Age of Fire means no more ancient dragons. Though I don't believe having a straggler or two means that the ancient dragons are still a thing. Because we do presumably find the last ancient dragon in Ash Lake. But just because he is one doesn't mean the ancient dragons are no more. With that being said, it does beg the question that at the start of an Age of Ancients, does that bring dragons back into the fold? It could seem likely, given the events that play out, to usher in the Age of Fire. But where could these dragons come from? They couldn't just appear out of thin air, could they? I don't think so. We know there are certainly more than two primordial serpents, so who knows how large a number that could actually be. So I want to reference the covetous serpent rings from both Dark Souls 1 and 3. From 3 it says, A silver ring depicting a snake that could have been but never was a dragon. And from 1 it reads, the serpent is an imperfect dragon, and symbol of the undead. So serpents could have been dragons. They are also imperfect dragons. They are also the symbol of the undead. Which I likely think means these serpents are undead themselves. They are primordial and still alive after all. Could the reason they never did become a dragon be because of the dawn of the Age of Fire? Perhaps that could be why Koth and the other serpents we see with him in Dark Souls 1 eagerly are awaiting the Age of Dark, because after that comes the Age of Ancients in which they could properly ascend to dragons. Though, if that were the case, it begs the question of why would Framped ally with Lord Gwen and continue the tradition of linking the flame? Unfortunately, I don't really have an answer for that idea. I mainly wanted to focus on the evidence of the continuous cycle of ages in the universe of Dark Souls. I just had these extra thoughts and thought that they could prove interesting to the speculation and could help put motive behind Koth's intentions. So, to sum up my theory, the Age of Ancients is the start. Eventually, there is a flame in the dark, containing the souls of lords from an unknown age of fire past. These souls of lords are acquired and made new, and the ancient dragons are struck down again 
breathing life into a new age of fire. But as always, the flames will fade and only dark will remain. Bringing in the age of dark, but as we know, in the far distance we will once again see the embers dancing, left to us from the lords of cinders from past age of fire. Wash, rinse, repeat.